Mag Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Alicia Thayer. I'm Al Rodriguez. I'm the mighty Tony Camarena. And this episode is part three of Thor. In this uh, episode, we will be uh, talking from the part where the Warriors 3 and Sif arrive in New Mexico till the end of the movie. So one more time, reading our uh, grand grand uh, fable here description from Wikipedia. Um, <clears throat> aware of the warrior's plan, Loki sends the Destroyer, a seemingly indestructible automaton, to pursue them and kill Thor. The warriors find Thor, but the Destroyer attacks and defeats them, prompting Thor to offer himself instead. Struck by the Destroyer and near death, Thor's sacrifice proves him worthy to wield Mjolnir. The hammer returns to him, restoring his powers and enabling him to defeat the Destroyer. Kissing Jane goodbye and vowing to return, he and his fellow Asgardians leave to confront Loki. In Asgard, Loki betrays and kills Lafay, revealing his true plan to use Lafay's attempt at Odin's life as an excuse to destroy Jotunheim with the Bifrost Bridge, thus proving himself worthy to his adoptive father. Thor arrives and fights Loki before destroying the Bifrost Bridge to stop Loki's plan, stranding himself in Asgard. Odin awakens and prevents the brothers from falling into the, the abyss created in the wake of the bridge's destruction. But Loki allows himself to fall when Odin rejects his pleas for approval. Thor makes amends with Odin's, uh, admitting he is not ready to be king, while on Earth, Jane and her team search for a way to open the portal to Asgard. In a post credit scene, Selvig has been taken to a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility where Nick Fury opens a briefcase and asks him to study a mysterious cube-shaped object which Fury says may hold untold power. An invisible Loki prompts Selvig to agree. And he does. Dun, dun, dun! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now we're going to talk about our favorite scenes from this portion of the movie. So, Al, you want to start with your scene number three? Yeah, okay, why not? There. So, so my uh, my number three of the top three is, um, it's a uh, I guess technically you can kind of put it at the end of of a scene and then stitch it with another. It's basically when the Warriors three and Lady Sif arrive and they show up. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So is is anyone punting on this? Cause, nope, nope. You know we nope. we do that a lot Go on our it. on our on our number threes. Okay, great. <laughs> so <laughs> so when they first show up, everyone's kind of kind of looking at them like what's what's going on. This is so weird. And uh you know, living in California, that's that's not really that that weird out it's here. Really not. Um, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we just saw someone walking around in armor like, "Oh, cool. Someone's in armor." Moving on. Uh, <laughs> My response but I is guess... what convention? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What yeah. What convention? Yeah. Just was well, there something in the park going on um larping or something? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's Thursday, you know, yeah. Thursday. Or, th or Thursday, yeah. yeah. Thursday. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess in New Mexico, at that, huh? I was going to say, is today Thursday? Because I think you were wrong last time. Yes, as we, we mentioned just before we started <laughs> the recording. I was very wrong last time. That episode uh, appeared on a Tuesday, which is probably the day of some other god. I don't know which one. Um, uh, Tuesday is... Yeah, I know. Yeah, most of them. Like, like I know Friday's Frigga, right? And yeah, I don't know all of them off the top of my head. Hang on. But yeah, <laughs> I got you. Uh, Tuesday was named after the Norse god, uh, da, 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 Tyr. 
Oh, T-Y-R. T-Y-R. Yeah. He shows up in Thor comics. Yes, he does. Which one is he? The name sounds familiar, but I don't remember him. Uh, Tyr is... He's the equivalent of the Romans Mars. So he's a god of war. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. His primary, oh, primary characteristics are honor, justice, and courage. Okay. Oh, cool. So anyway, back to the scene. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the Warriors 3 and Lady Sif, they're, they're just kind of walking in the middle of the road. Again, just kind of ignoring uh, you know, sidewalks and all that kind of stuff, even though they come from uh, their own civilized society. Um, the uh, we we get the scene with the the two shield agents just kind of sitting up on top, um, and like like debating yeah, calling... should they call it in? Yeah, exactly. So so yeah. we get the the yeah so so they they call in with the radio. We get a, a the one of the the funnier lines a uh, uh, base. We've got a Xena, Jackie Chan, and Robin Hood. Just kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yes. obviously a dwarf. I don't know why they didn't call Volsteg out either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well you can only think of so many things on the spot right at that point he just was out <laughs> yeah that's true. um yeah and then when they actually find thor somehow uh they just kind of start knocking on the glass it was great mm-hmm. whole... so... yeah there's actually <laughs> uh there's a scene with that that i thought was funny it was uh volsteg is um following the smell of food so since they're cooking breakfast, they find the breakfast uh, there, yeah, that sounds and that's right. how they find them. <laughs> oh, that one's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, but yeah. But uh, anyway, so that was my that was my number three. Yay. Who's up next? Um, I'll go. Uh, mine takes place uh just after mm-hmm. Thor regains his powers. Uh, or and uh, before they right before they go to Asgard, and it's more Thor's interaction with Coulson. Um, nope, you're good. So any anything there? No, no. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, so uh, a he calls him son mm-hmm. of Cole, which yeah, is it, amusing. And yeah, it goes with like uh, he's Thor Odin's son. It's the Norse tradition. Yeah, it's a Norse mm-hmm. tradition to be named after yeah, their um, fathers. So. Yeah, that was an honorable mention of mine, and I just like that. Yeah. Well, I just like the fact that he's like, and you will give back Jane Foster your yep. stuff. And Coulson's like, yep, yep, you can have it all. You're going to need it to continue your research. And she just looks at him like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, we so, didn't do it. We didn't yeah, do anything yeah, wrong. We were just, we were borrowing it. <laughs> yep, we were, we were just borrowing this. You can have it all back. It's just, it's just the complete 180 of the, no, no, you have the, you, no, you, you, you can have it whatever you want right now. <laughs> we are friends. Do not kill me and my planet. <laughs> right (laughs) so that that was my scene three all right tony all right uh my three is colson and sitwell mistaking the destroyer for a stark tech (laughs) ah yes (laughs) (laughs) like whoever you are please step out of the suit and yeah i just like is that one of starks i don't know that guy never tells me (laughs) i know right (laughs) Uh... um yeah he i just like the connections um it's also we're cutting out. I only have two Easter eggs, and I'm just going to tell one right now. In okay. the uh, comics, uh, Tony actually makes a um, a suit out of the Destroyer in the Fear itself storyline, because he gets stranded. Oh, okay. He gets stranded in Asgard. So it's just like a cool callback to that, and I always want to see like Tony do a like a Thor Buster suit and other suits to fight other Avengers. 
kind of like Batman does for <laughs> his plans. Cool. Right. Yeah. We don't talk about that, though. Uh, the I, I'm a fan of uh, DC Comics, and he does that in the comics. Yes. Yeah. The DC movies, however, uh, they, except for Wonder Woman. Yeah, they one have one decent. good one out of four. So, as <laughs> they of right have now. one good one on the floor <laughs> yep. that they're putting as part of their universe because they have there are good DC movies. Yeah, there there are it's, three the good DC movies. <laughs> no, there's four good DC movies. So that's why we're not doing DC cinematic rewind because we'd be <laughs> depressed. Uh, we'd be depressed and we'd be ragging on all of them. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is that it for you? Yeah, that's it for for my number three. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll go with my number two. Uh, my number two is the Loki killing of Lefay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so okay, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure nobody was gonna punt me. <laughs> so uh, e that scene it it shows it shows more of Loki. This is where I get into my thing of he knows. That Lefay wants to kill Odin because Odin is the basically the ruler of Asgard. Yes. So he gets him into the situation where he's able to do that and then kills him. Even yeah. though he knows that Lefay is now his dad, his biological father. He kills him and he goes, yeah. and your death came at the hands of Odin's son. Yes, so he's to... even though he like later in uh, later movies, he rejects the idea that uh, he and Thor are brothers. Uh he's very still accepting of it here and he he still has that need to prove himself to odin yeah he's also so doing it seems it like to... he's oh go, go ahead i'm saying he's doing it to prove in his mother's eyes and if odin can sense what's around him because that's something uh lefay says um right to prove that he deserves to be on the throne so it's also him being manipulative <laughs> of the situation right yeah well, he's still trying to hold on to what he believes in and what he's been raised as. It's he's fighting a losing battle in this, but he's still trying to hold on to all of that. No, I think it's there's, in the way he. Yeah, there's nothing good about him doing this. He's doing it all for self-serving reasons. It is the, in this case, it is all self-serving, but it's <laughs> self-serving <laughs> in the fact that he, <laughs> in the fact that he's trying to make things better and trying to cut any potential ties to Jotunheim where he doesn't want to have that ties because he's been raised to think the, the, the Jotuns are monsters mm -hmm. that they're, they're just savages. And so he wants to make sure that he has no ties to that. I mean, he can't get rid of himself because that would just defeat the purpose, but he gets rid of the only other connection he thinks he has, which is, Lefay, and then he tries to go after Jotunheim because that's what Thor would have done. That's what he thinks they would have wanted. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's it. That's my number two. Okay, Al. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. So my uh, my number two is um, after Heimdall was frozen, uh, and mm -hmm. he wakes up and kills the two uh, frost giants that were there. You guys, you guys nope. not punting? I'm, Man, I'm weird. always down for nope. Heimdall being a badass. <laughs> right yeah. it was an honorable mention for me oh, so just not, not punting mention. okay <laughs> I, I had a hard time deciding which ones i was going to talk about so. <laughs> well th this one was definitely i knew was definitely hitting my top three uh but no this was great like uh you know earlier in the scene it was already frozen but in this scene you know he uh it's it's kind of getting closer towards the end of you know stuff about to go down because um while this was happening i think 
um, uh, Lafay was was about to kill Odin. He was kind of in that general general area, mm-hmm. at least, yeah. or if mm-hmm. not in the middle of talking to Loki. But uh, Thor had just beaten um, the uh, that Sentinel thing. The destroyer. Yeah, the destroyer. Uh, he had just beaten it and was was calling for him, and so uh, Heimdall. You know, really had to step up there and and uh, wake up from his nap. But you know, to him, that's that's a nice break, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ten he minutes. He stepped up to the plate and delivered. Because <laughs> you know, he he, he could have broken out of that ice at any time he wanted to. It's just like, all right, I'll just chill here for a little bit until someone needs me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then he heard Thor like, oh, well, I guess I have Fine. to now. All right. Uh, so that was it. That was for, for me. I mean, it was it was like a two second scene, but it was so great to see him just be awesome mm-hmm. and not need anyone. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. So my number two is uh, a certain part of Thor versus Loki's fight. It's actually Ooh. um. So I'm good. <laughs> First of all, mm-hmm. uh, nope. I'm gonna have to punt that. Okay. I realize my my number one is the battle on the Bifrost. Okay. I'll, I'll just talk about my little parts when you talk about your number one. So that's good. Oh, you know what? We could just talk about it right now because I'll just go my number one first. That way we cover both. All right. That makes sense. All right. So um, my I'll just go with my um, little parts are the their fighting styles. Um, mm-hmm. With uh, Loki using his, um, I guess you'd call it a hologram version of himself. His illusionary his, magic. Yeah, his illusionary magic. The trick that... Thor always seems to fall for every time right. in the Avengers always. in the Avengers he believes that Loki's dying in Thor the Dark World he's like he is the most gullible person with that trick for someone he's grown he up is, with yes very much so and just um <laughs> and then Thor's style uh, after he knocks Loki down just the a-hole move of putting the hammer on Loki is just I <laughs> I love that it's like stay here it's obviously something I don't know how young they were like if they were humans if they were children at that time when he got his hammer for the first time but Mm -hmm. i feel like that's something he would teenage thor would have done or child thor would have done all the time definitely yeah um have you seen uh, i'm gonna go a little off topic here because of that Uh, have you seen the cute little gifs of like people running around in the avengers costumes and they got spider-man and there's ones of Thor putting his hammer in random places so like Spider-Man can't get Oh yeah, like on the, the toilet or he and can't stuff like use that. the restroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like I can't do it. Yeah, no. So that that was it. Yeah. No, I I love that. So it's just um Thor and Loki, you see the fact that they grew up together in their fight because they're using the same tricks they probably used on each other as younger people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um so mine continues a little bit past that mm-hmm. because we see a we get the the pretty difference in the bifrost from the normal to the the basically attack bifrost is what i'm going to call it um where the rainbow just is like i don't know if it's pulsing or just running to the the actual uh portal mm-hmm. but I, I always thought that was really cool and the fact that thor has to destroy it to stop it because he can't do it in any other way and he knows that he's basically separating himself from going back to jane foster uh I wouldn't say it's heartbreaking in any way because I'm not really upset over him not going back to Jane Foster. Yeah. Especially because I know in the com and depending on which comic you follow, he ends up with Sif. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, mine continues towards the end of it where uh, Loki starts to fall off. Thor catches him, and Odin catches him, and Odin could have said 
anything else than what he said, and Loki probably would not have let go. Uh, remind us, what did he say? I don't remember. Something like, oh, he said, uh, no, Loki. Well, yeah. That's all he Come said. On. He could have said, he said that we could talk about this later and gotten him back up and then told him no. But no, he has to tell him no, right? As he's hanging by a thread and able to let go. It right. was just, it was like, uh, shouldn't Shouldn't let an evil person like Loki go. He can cause all sorts of problems. He's on not him. evil. <laughs> he was depressed. I think, I think when he let go, he thought he was just going to end up dead because they don't know where that goes. Yeah, that's true. He ends up in the void. No, um, I'm a big believer of, have, uh, there's this gif of, you ever watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I've seen an episode or two. Yeah, there's a gif of Andy Samberg, because um, he's a cop in it, and he goes, cool motivation, still murder. And that's how I feel about <laughs> Loki. Like, I, he has reasons for doing everything he does. He still does messed up stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Alright, so that was my number one, and that was uh, Tony's number two, so Al? Okay, so my number one uh, is... Yep. Um, well, when, uh, basically when Heimdall confronts Loki about everything that's going on, mm-hmm. and- Another honorable mention! <laughs> <laughs> well, this- <laughs> well, this was definitely my number one, because, you know, Heim- Heimdall's confronting Loki, hey, uh, what's going on with these giants and- and things? And Loki's like, uh, nothing. By the way, you're relieved of duty. And literally the <laughs> second he gets the chance, he pulls the sword on Loki. Uh, now, unfortunately, well, then I no longer serve you. Yeah. Now, I want to say, <laughs> exactly. did you write this script? Because your reenactment, your uh, is just awe-inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I loved that scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the second he got that chance, unfortunately, Loki was still faster. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But. But it was so great because, you know, it's also showing us a character who uh, is just ready, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. technically, he probably just kind of went into it ready to attack Loki. He was just waiting for that that phrase. Um, yeah. But no, he, he knew what he had to do and he tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we see more out of him come uh, Ragnarok. Because I know I've seen some things that he's he's running around in the trailers, so yeah. I'm hoping we see a lot more of him in Ragnarok. Because I would like to see him. Mm-hmm. I like I like Idris Elba, the actor who plays him a lot. I do too. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, at this point when we're recording, uh, the Dark Tower just came out last week. And I'm depressed because it's my favorite book series, and that was a terrible movie. But I don't hold it against Idris Elba. So <laughs> apparently, if you've never read the books, it's not a bad movie. So that's, um, I will have to my watch wife the movie and me. let you know. <laughs> I was like, I will have to go watch the movie because I have yet to read the books. I wanted to see the movie first because I I tend to be very critical of things if I've read the books first. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay. Um, so my thing for that scene, since he did that scene and I, it was an honorable mention for me, was uh, this is the first time, even though Loki just found out about his uh, ties to the Jotunheim, that he uses his ice magic. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that he's got the casket, but we see him use it later, too. Um, I think in Dark World. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember. He probably does. Like, I don't remember him doing it, but we'll rewatch that later. Yeah, he's definitely, um, he's leaning a little bit into his uh, Frost Giant-ness. Yeah. Yeah, so as much as he is freaking out over it, he's using it to his advantage. Yeah, well, he's a very smart character. He, He uses whatever he has. And mm-hmm. at that point, yeah. He's a very resourceful character. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, Tony, what's your number one? 
All right, my number one is actually my only like extended scene that I love of this movie. It starts when Thor confronts the uh, um, speaking to the Destroyer, uh, speaking to Loki, mm. like uh, gi- mm. I'll give myself up to save all these people and stuff. And mm-hmm. just from the moment where it looks like the Destroyer's walking away, and then he just backhands him. <laughs> I love that scene. That scene, Whack! yeah, and then um, him, it's his sacrifice and him getting his hammer back. Just that moment. Just he, he almost dies there, yeah, right? Or does die? Yeah. Well, I think he's on the edge of death, and it's his sacrifice. He's worthy. He sacrificed himself, so he proved himself worthy. So he gets his hammer back, and just everybody leaning in from the destroyer to Loki to. Darcy and all and um Selvig and uh, Jane Foster and even that cringy line of her going oh my god because he is a god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah, it was cringy. Yeah, it is, it is cringy, but I just love because this movie's a little cheesy. Like I think it's might be the cheesiest of the Marvel movies. I think you're right. Yeah, but it's just I. Well, I don't know. It's cheesy in the way in in the cringeworthy yeah. setting. I think Guardians of the Galaxy might be a little more cheesy, but those are funny cheesy. I think I don't know. I'm not up to Guardians yet, like mentally. <laughs> mm-hmm. But fair enough. Yeah, it's just it's the part you've been waiting for since he got to um sent down to Earth, and it just if, to me it doesn't disappoint. By the way, can I talk about the a little bit before that scene where they're fighting the destroyer? Mm-hmm. The the Warriors three, excluding Sif, go down hella easy in all the fights we've seen them in. They go against the frost giants. One of them gets frostbitten, the other one gets stabbed, and they have to carry him away. The destroyer fight, one of them gets hurt, and then they have to carry him away. And it's not like way into the fight it's like instantly yeah well they are they're just called the warriors three they're not called the great warriors three or the awesome warriors three the are the other warriors <laughs> who are dumb enough to follow thor in the battle fair enough <laughs> <laughs> point taken approved i mean Plus, if, they were, um... if they were smarter characters they would have a better name than the warriors three they would be right. i don't know what they would be but it'd be a better name than that Right. <laughs> Plus, I'm kind of going to give it to them. I mean, in the, in the first one, they were fighting a small army. And in this one, they're fighting something that is able to kill Thor. Uh, and it, it's obviously going to win because it had the higher Thor ground. Thor without power. Yeah, and once Thor won, well, he had the higher ground, so he was able to win. Yeah, as as we learned from um, Star Wars Episode Three, if you have the higher ground, they're just going to mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> Cut all your legs off. It's such a terrible movie. I actually watched it a few days ago. It's, it's terrible, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's been a while since I've seen it because I watched it and went, no. Just, no. It's still my favorite of the prequels, but that just shows you how little I like the prequels. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, do we have any other honorable mentions? No. Because I ran through mine. Yeah, my own mention was the son of Cole. <laughs> Al? Uh, no, nothing. That was uh, that was it for me. All right, so Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Uh, do any of you guys have any Easter eggs before I start my very, 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 very short list? I have one. Good. I have none, actually. <laughs> 
You should have the obvious one. It's the end cr- post credit scene. She took my only Easter well, egg, Al. Al would get her in trouble. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> well, it, it was it was such a normal p- part of the scene. I just kind of didn't even think of that as, a, as an Easter egg. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, it's the uh, it, it's the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. We see the Tesseract, and it's the Captain America tie-in because well, we don't know it's a Captain America tie-in yet because well. They haven't seen it, but it, it ties into that where we get that later. Yeah. In the next movie we review. Yeah. Um. It's the uh, the Cosmic Cube in the comics, but so if mm-hmm. you know Captain America comics, you know it's a Captain America um Easter egg. But mm-hmm. I've got a question about that post credit scene. Yeah. Is uh, Loki controlling Selvig in a way we've never seen before since, or is it just a coincidence that Selvig says that? I think it's a coincidence uh, because we later see uh, we see Loki say something just after Selvig talks. I don't remember exactly what it is because I didn't write it down. Uh, but uh, I think it's just coincidence mm-hmm. um, with that one. Well, yeah. I mean, are we sure it's actually like controlling? Maybe it's really, really slight, um, just kind of messing with him and like. No, uh, I don't. I don't think so. Not in this case, uh, especially because. Loki doesn't have much in the way of like he comes he comes down there but he has to find the thing first. I don't think he has any of the control because he we do, we don't see any other indications of control for Selvig mm-hmm. or uh, from Loki at any other point until the Avengers. Yeah, I think I think you're actually both right. I think the idea when they were filming this part, not in the wider wider MCU, but when they're filming this part. Uh, he's supposed to be influencing um, Selvig, but they kind of changed his powers because he doesn't have that power in Avengers. He has to use the staff. So, like, I'm trying to put it in context of the actual movie. I've like, it's just a really strange coincidence. I think that Selvig says this now that he doesn't have that power. Yes, that does make a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just. I don't know. They just hadn't had it all planned out yet, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, any other Easter eggs or connections, Tony? No. Or did actually, I steal your only you, one? I talked about my um, Asgard armor earlier in my other mm-hmm. part, so nope, I wasted all my Easter eggs. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I have one that we missed early. Alright on in the thing um when thor uh lands in uh town Mm -hmm. there's a billboard that says journey into the mystery oh yeah and that is the comic of which thor was first introduced Mm -hmm. yep and then um also another billboard which i didn't mention but since we're talking about billboards Mm -hmm. uh puente antiguo i think is the name of it i don't have it in front of me on this set of notes Mm -hmm. Uh, it, their football team is the home of the Vikings. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, since we're on billboards, I'll mention one also that I noticed. All right. Uh, this was, I think, uh, it was, it was either when the, uh, when the destroyer was landing or some, somewhere around that time frame. Um, you get a nice little view of, of, uh, of the little town there. Um, uh, and in the background, there's. You know how, like, you know, it's a town. It's basically a desert town, so everything looks kind of kind of brownish. Uh, the yeah, only thing like, that really mm-hmm. pops out 
is a uh, is a billboard for Southwest Airlines, which kind of makes me think oh. that they wanted to throw money at the movie, but they really didn't want to. <laughs> they wanted to help, but they wanted the advertising, but they didn't really want to know they were advertising for it sort of thing. Yeah, it was really I, hidden. <laughs> I feel like this one had a lot more product placement than most Marvel movies do. Because they prominently show a Dr. Pepper vending machine when the Destroyer is attacking as well. Like when Thor's trying <laughs> to get all the um, innocent people out of the way. I'm just like, there's a Dr. Pepper commercial. I feel like I'm watching Transformers because they have a lot of Dr. Pepper commercials. Oh, do they? <laughs> or Mountain Dew. I, I've only seen the first one, but I remember it being very prominent. Like their soda stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So we don't have any more Easter eggs. Does that take us to our what if question? Yes, it does. Cool. So today's question is, um, so in this part of the movie, we saw Thor basically uh, attempt to sacrifice himself to become worthy to prove he is now worthy. He's changed man. His heart's all good and stuff. It grew three sizes that day. So <laughs> in this that checked out, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So our question today is, what would blank do to prove themselves worthy? And so not today, America. not Captain America, uh, ooh, not Captain not America, not Captain America. So actually, he's not Captain America. I actually uh, like this one. So today it is number seven, Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff. Ooh, ooh. that's a good one. So what would she do to prove she was worthy? Hmm. <sighs> She's already trying. She's trying to make the most of saving people and doing good for the world especially because we see in uh civil war not civil war uh winter soldier when she uh reveals basically does the the shield data dump Mm -hmm. she's like i don't care you can have all my stuff but you need everybody else needs to know what you're gonna do that way they can make informed decisions yeah i wish i had read this comic there's actually a famous uh, panel in the comics of black widow holding thor's hammer like lifting the hammer to prove that like Yep, she gets the hammer. Yeah. I don't know how she proved she was worthy in that scenario because I never read the issue. It, um she didn't uh she uh they she basically she kind of did it offhanded. She was trying to protect something, grabbed the hammer and it lifted for her. Uh and then she handed it back to Thor and he looked at her like uh kinda, she's kinda, like what? <laughs> kind of like how he looks at Vision when Vision holds the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. At this point, she's a very self-sacrificing character because she, unfortunately, she doesn't really value herself. So I think um. Doing something for like. The team doing something that makes her believe that she's worthy. Like um. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of it is... She probably is worthy already. She mm-hmm. just doesn't believe she is, which which destroys the, the thing she needs to do for it. Yeah, yeah also... she seems like... No, go ahead, Tony. No, I was just going on with... Um, she doesn't want to try to lift the hammer because she doesn't believe at all that she's capable of lifting the hammer in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she she's also very much kind of in this like atonement mode, right? Because uh, she's she's talked about you know what she had to do, or basically being an assassin before she worked for Shield, um, and kind of a lot of the stuff she's doing right now is just trying to be a good person. So she's kind of already on that uh, moving to worthiness to that atonement stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's got red in her ledger and she wants to wipe it out. Exactly. <laughs> 
All right, so rankings, because it's the final episode of this this one. This movie. There we go. I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, All right, so our, our rankings of the movie. So uh, if you go again um, to our website, www.mcurewind.com forward slash movie dash rankings, you can see our three uh, rankings that we've done so far of the three movies. Uh, at In number one spot right now is the first Iron Man movie. In the number two spot, we have Iron Man 2. And in number three, we have The Incredible Hulk. So where do we think Thor fits in this? Mm, I'm gonna, I'm either at two or three. Uh, mainly because Thor seemed a little bit more standalone than Iron Man 2 did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely like it. Like, I like Iron Man 2, but I liked Thor better than I liked the Hulk. Yeah, I would actually put Thor at number two because they don't, uh, that... no pun intended, they don't hit you over the head with the references. <laughs> um, but, and I actually, I have more fun watching this movie than I do watching either Iron Man 2 or The Incredible Hulk. I vote putting it at number two just for Darcy's sass. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm in the the same spot. You know, the Iron Man, the first one itself is still, you know, one of my favorites of of all of them, but um mm-hmm. yeah, this is in my mind still definitely better than Iron Man 2 because it it's a good standalone movie by itself. You really don't have to know or care about the other ones, even though there is a little bit of the linking just trying to lead up to the Avengers. Yeah. Mhm. Cool. All so right. we're all in agreement. So number 2 it is? Yeah. Yes, we I are. think we are. Great. All right. So our rankings are now Iron Man 1 in number 1, Thor in number 2, Iron Man 2 in spot number 3, and The Incredible Hulk at spot number 4. All right. Cool. Anything else? No, I think we're good with Thor. All right. Uh, please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind, and please give us ratings on iTunes or and or your favorite podcast app, assuming you like this. Otherwise, shh, silence is golden. <laughs> All right, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Thor Part 3, signing off. We'll be back next time with Captain America, The Best Avenger, Part 1. So have a marvelous day.